KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Grocery stores have been really at the center of the storm since this COVID-19 pandemic began. Been worries about the food supply. Of course, at first you had a lot of people panic buying and that threw supply chains out of whack. We seem to be settling down with regards to that, but now we are seeing some strains on supply chains because this pandemic has presented some unique problems with logistics and demand, and it's thrown a lot of things in the agriculture business, uh, kind of turned them upside down. So to sort all this out, we reached out and spoke with John Urbanchuk. He is an assistant professor and chair of the Department of Agribusiness at Delaware Valley University out in Doylestown. Really interesting stuff. Check it out. All right, so first question, let's kind of look at the big picture. We're in the midst of a pandemic in the U.S. here. How is agriculture? How's everything holding up, in your opinion? Well, from the production side, from agricultural production side, I think things are hanging, uh, holding up pretty well. From the grain side, we're just getting into the planting season. Farmers are getting ready to plant corn and soybeans, and it doesn't appear to be any, any major disruptions with regard to that. Uh, there are some challenges on the livestock and meat side, and there are challenges on the uh, vegetables and fruit side, and some on the dairy side as well. Uh, but they have to do more with um, infrastructure, I suspect, than anything else. Kind of piggybacking on that, we've heard about farmers, dairy farmers, some dairy farmers having to dump milk, uh, some farmers plowing over crops. Kind of explain to us why we're seeing that. Well, the, the the principal reason is the loss of market. Uh, most people don't realize that about 55% of all the money that we spend on food, that's restaurants, both full service and limited service restaurants and that sort of thing. And because of the pandemic, those markets have been pretty much shut down. And as a consequence, dairy farmers and, and other farmers are finding that roughly a little bit better than a half of their market has, has at least temporarily disappeared. Milk, for example, don't have those markets to sell them to, uh, they don't have much of a choice other than to uh, to dump their milk or get rid of their milk. Uh, you know, it's interesting that the cows continue to produce uh, one way or the other. So, uh, you know, there's, there's more fluid milk than we have a market for. We've also heard that some meat pa- meat packing plants and uh, processing plants closed down because they've had so many people getting sick. Uh, what Will this lead to, uh, could we see some uh, empty shelves at some point? Are the redundancies built into the system that can handle this? Uh, What will the effect be of these uh, plants closing, even for just a limited amount of time? Uh, There could be some uh, some dislocations and some minor disruptions uh, at the retail level. But again, to go back, um, you know, people who are producing milk, meat, for example, uh, again, half of their market has disappeared um, so that uh, if they cut their output, and, and we've seen plants like the, the uh, Smithfield uh, pork plant up in, in the Dakotas has closed down permanently because they've got uh, a large number of people that have been uh, tested positive. Uh, we've seen temporary shutdowns. There's a, a JBS meat plant and shut down for two weeks. I think they're probably back in operation. Uh, again, because they've had some workers that have tested positive. 
So that's likely to cause some minor dislocation at the retail level. But again, as I said, half of their market is already gone, so they, they still have the retail market to deal with. Talking about those markets, the, the retail, the commercial, why are they so different? Why is it not just easy to swing everything into a, a different lane? Well, they probably will. Um, again, uh, if you shut down a, a, a plant like the pork plant in the Dakotas, that produces pork for roughly, well, roughly about 5% of the nation's pork supply. So shutting that down, it's going to have an impact on the amount of pork that's available. Other producers are going to pick up the slack for that as long as they don't have a problem similar to what uh, what uh, Smithfield had. So you'll you'll continue to see production and availability of, of, of product like meat. Uh, but again, it may because of challenges on the logistics end of things, the supply channel, you know, trucks moving things around the country and that sort of thing. Uh, there could be some minor and I think temporary dislocations at the retail level. But I don't think it's going to be long-lasting. Uh, as soon as this is over and those markets are back, and, and I suspect they're not going to come back all at once, but they'll come back over time, those markets are going to reemerge. So um, uh, there could be some, some, some dislocations and, and probably higher prices at the retail, retail level for things like meat. Um, milk, uh, eggs have been particularly hard hit. A lot of uh, egg producers are are essentially dumping their products because they don't have those institutional markets to serve. So that could create some dislocations at the retail level, but I don't think they're going to be long-lasting. So you've said for a lot of these issues we're having, you don't think they'll be long-lasting. This moment we're in, do you have any long-term concerns about farming and agriculture? And I know a lot of farming, specifically small farmers, you know, it's it's a small margin you're dealing with. Uh, could we see this be the death knell for some smaller farmers, or am I overblowing that? Well, again, it's going to depend a lot, an awful lot on how much assistance or aid the government's willing to pump into agriculture to keep uh, particularly small farmers in business. And I suspect that that's going to be, I know it's a major focus of the administration right now, Department of Agriculture, to get those emergency funds to farmers. There will be some farmers that are going to go out of business. I think, well, dairy is a good example. The dairy industry has been in a slump for for some time, and uh, that's, again, a result of, of declines in demand for things like fluid milk. People aren't drinking real milk. They're drinking um, other forms of, I don't want to say dairy beverages, but ersatz dairy beverages, almond milk, and that sort of thing. And, and that really hit the dairy industry hard. This may, uh, this may, this may uh, accelerate that uh, structural change in the dairy industry a little bit. There will be, again, I think there are going to be problems and dislocations of things like fruits and vegetables. Uh, keep in mind that uh, we're getting into the season now where most of our supply of vegetables is coming from the United States and, and not, from, uh, not imported from the, the southern hemisphere. And we get a lot of our, our vegetables and fruit from from uh, this, uh, from South America during the, the off-season, if you will. It's summer here, it's winter there. When it's winter here, it's summer down there. We're now getting into the situation where we're going to be producing a lot more of that and shipping it around. Uh, so to the extent that uh, that farmers are still able to harvest their crop and and move it uh, uh, across the state, there's the states, I should say, there shouldn't be a, a real serious dislocation. The other thing that that's interesting to note too is that 
there's been a tremendous increase in interest in people growing a lot of their own fruits and vegetables, and that's going to that's going to actually blunt some of the uh, some of the problems that we see on the more commercial side of things. Uh, so as we move through the spring and into the summer, that's going to pick up some of the uh, some of the slack. We see it's interesting. I don't know. Interesting is not the right word, but we see these long lines of people dealing with food insecurity at these food banks at different places around the country. And we talk about the farmers dumping product. Is it naive? Why can't we find a way to marry these two and maybe solve a couple of short-term problems? Or is that kind of pie in the sky? It's just too logistically difficult. I think it's logistics more than anything else. Uh, A lot of these products have to go through processing of one form or another uh, and packing uh, and, and again, labor, labor shortages and labor issues become a real, a real impediment there. You're right, though. Uh, there, there's got to be some way. I wish I knew the answer to that. There's got to be some way to marry that up more effectively than we are now. And, again, the more perishable a product is, the harder that is because it doesn't have a very long shelf life. It's really, um, really hurtful to see farmers dumping milk. Uh, when there are people that could use milk, there's just no real effective way of getting it from where it is to where it's needed and in time uh, to preserve its its quality and wholesomeness. So overall, everything we've talked about, uh, you feel like we're going to be able to, to weather this storm? There might be some moments, some days of uh, things uncomfortable, but overall you think things are in place, we're going to, we'll may be able to make it through? I do. I, I'm, uh, I'm very, very optimistic about the, uh, the ability of the American farmer to supply the, that we need. I think consumers may find that some of their choices and selections may be limited, but in terms of overall availability of food, I don't think that's going to be an issue. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.